with Fresh at 5 on 5FM. There's a book out uh, we recommend you get it. If not, keep listening, ask questions, don't film yourself having sex. We're hanging out with Emma and Tamsin. Uh, Carmen, you had a question? I do. So, nude pictures, when you send it, whose property does it become? So, say you send a nude picture to a guy and now he's decided to put it out there or to show his friends. What can you do? Because a lot of girls do it and then they don't think... After the relationship, after the repercussions, what happens? Is he going to show all his friends? Is he going to put it on yeah. Twitter? What then? Isn't there legislation regarding that in LA? Well, yes. We, we, we've seen sort of jurisdictions around the world yeah. sort of legislate for this problem of revenge porn, of people sending them sending pictures mm. of themselves without their clothes on to their significant other and then it landing up in the wrong hands. Yes. Now, in South Africa, you say whose property is it? Yeah. If you took the first yourself, uh, technically it would be your property. You would have the copyright. But it all becomes completely irrelevant. But better boyfriends don't care about copyright. <laughs> exactly. And the, the point is that it actually becomes irrelevant because as soon as it's out there, it's out there. The reputational harm that you suffer is done. So, yes, you can try and sue him for copyright infringement, but at the end of the day, uh, your what, name has already been What about reputational limit. damage? Mm. Well, I think that has to permeate everything because sure. while we talk about the legal consequences and how you can rush off to court and sue mm. and get interdicts and how you might be fired at work or be expelled from school, the reputational harm for me is always paramount because once that content is online, mm. and we've actually dedicated dedicated the book to a girl. I'll tell you the story quickly. She dated a guy, he was a foreigner, for quite a long time and they broke up, he left the country. And then she discovered that if you Googled her name, this was some months after he had left. I remember that story. Uh, the first result was her Facebook, her second result was her LinkedIn. And the third to 300th results were a video of her having sex with this guy um, that he had t- filmed surreptitiously. He had yes. the laptop open next yes. to the bed. And she had no idea that she was being filmed. He tagged her first name, her surname, and the company that she works for. Wow. Now, uh, a very unique African name, very conservative family, the absolute worst case scenario for her was that her parents found out mm. so while we could have rushed off to court and I was desperate to see this guy in jail because I think that's where he belonged sure. um, anything that we would have done legally would have meant that her parents found out and indeed the rest of the community so so uh, she landed up changing her name because that was really the only option available it got that to bad it got that bad so so it's all about reputation because the thing is we're all celebrities now in the yes. digital age yes. even children and you have this online CV which precedes you because anyone you meet you can Google them and certainly in terms of recruitment it's become an important part of who gets jobs who gets offers into university um, so you really have to look after that reputation online it's all about reputation so I go on Facebook and I say my boss is a douchebag mm-hmm. is that a fireable offense yes he's pissed off mm. But according to uh, labor law, can mm. he fire me for that? Yeah, well, it depends about the ki- by the, on, on the kind of boss you have. And if you I know, can some prove, companies if are I can quite prove robust. A douchebag. If you can prove he's a douchebag. Okay, so, so the thing is that the labor law is quite strict in South Africa. And the yeah. CCMA, to their credit, has been absolutely consistent. Mm. That where you breach the duty of good faith that you owe your employer. Sure. Now, that's a standard term in every contract. Even if it's not there, it's the common law. It's, mm. the, it's the sort of invisible law. You have to... You have to be good to your colleagues, you have to be good to your boss, you have to be good to your company. Um, And even where it's true, and we've had many instances of this now, uh, if you breach the duty of good faith that you owe your employer, you can be fired. And if you bring your employer into disrepute by your content online, if it's clear that you're a racist or you're sexist, uh, then you can also be disciplined at work. So it actually means that people are being disciplined at work for stuff that happens outside of work because of what's landing up online. And it's so unnecessary. uh, People are are just really 
really stupid. They think that when they put stuff online, it's private. Yes. They think that they can say... Or they say, I tweet in my own personal capacity. Yeah, there is no such thing as personal yeah. capacity, in my view. As soon as you can be associated with the company, then the potential exists for you to bring that company into disrepute. It's 25 after 7. When we come back, we're going to talk about, especially young kids... And what they're getting up to on their phones, on social media. Uh, do they even know the repercussions? And also for parents, though, I'm trying to figure out my 3210 Nokia from 15 years ago. How do I even school my 10-year-old about how to use a smartphone? That's a major problem. Like, how do we even navigate that? Uh, we'll chat about that. We're talking the book, Don't Film Yourself Having Sex. It's just got loud. Fresh at 5 on 5 FM.